This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. And you're listening to That's The Ticket. Today I'm very pleased to be getting a little bit frank and uh, getting the inside scoop on a real monster of a musical. Uh, It's my absolute pleasure to welcome a little bit of Transylvania to That's The Ticket today with a couple of guests from Hamilton Musical Theatre's upcoming uh, production of Mel Brooks' Young Frankenstein. Cast members Alice and Michael are here. Kia ora, team. Hi. Hi. Um, did you guys like my puns? <laughs> they were them. wonderful. How long did it take you to come up with those? Um, like, I would say about two minutes. It's not my best, <laughs> but it's not my worst mahi. And I think what makes them great is I um, almost immediately after I made the jokes, I sought approval from you guys. And you're not really in a position to tell me that my jokes were average. Because there will just be a real bad start to the show. <laughs> so thank you for your entirely genuine um, compliments. It means a lot. We are actors. <laughs> very good actors. Very good actors. Jeez, um, it's been a very jolly, joyful start, hasn't it? <laughs> um, so you guys are in Young Frankenstein, mm-hmm. which is coming up pretty quick. Yes. Um, yeah, don't um, we open next Saturday night? Next Saturday on the 13th, yep. yep. No pressure. 13's not a lucky... No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, no, no. I hadn't even considered that. I'm I'm just... it's not a Friday, it's Saturday. Yeah, yeah, I'm just messing with you guys. I promise, Mike. A friend of the show, Mike Williams, is actually directing Young Frankenstein. Yeah, he's Um, one of the two. One of the two, indeed. Actually, and before we get into that, um, I just want to go over the key stuff. So you open on uh, the 13th of May... And mm-hmm. you run until the 27th. 27th, yes. yes. There is a sneaky matinee in there. The matinee is Sunday the 14th. Yep. And um, I just realised I said matinee. Uh, that's normally a jo- an inside joke I have with my friends where we say matinee instead of matinee, and I just sit on that's the ticket and drew heaps of attention to it. Um, okay, so you've got one matinee, and that's the 14th, so that's mm-hmm. your second show. And um, the rest is 7.30pm? Yes. Yes. Sweet. And tickets are available now via iTicket. And um, is there an age, like, rating for the show? I think it's recommended 15 plus. Yeah, I mean, it is... Although I'm bringing my 12-year-old. If they're too young, they won't understand everything. But if they are old enough to understand, there's some definitely adult jokes. It is Mm. Mel Brooks, so... Okay. And actually, on that, um, I guess... I don't know. I'll I'll pick one of you, and I'm going to pick Michael. Um, like, can you tell me a bit about the show? Like, what what's it about? Little summary, not too spoilery, but just kind of giving an idea of what the show is about. Well, the basic premise is it's an stage adaptation of Mel Brooks's film of the same title, Young Frankenstein. Um, both of them take place where he is the grandson of the original Franken- Frederick, uh, Victor Frankenstein, sorry, mm-hmm. who is the one who created the monster. So he's trying to ignore his family name. It, he's a very brilliant scientist. Um, 
and he's dragged into that life that he's trying to run away from back in Transylvania. So he gets there, and then he's just drawn in. His um, the housekeeper draws him in. The assistant Igor kind of pulls him in to entice him to attempt this medical genius of creating a monster, creating life out of lifeless tissue, um, which he, of course, doesn't believe he can do until he actually does it. And then, of course, the monster goes, like all monsters do, goes crazy, runs through the village, there's some mayhem and everything else, and it kind of just wraps around there. And, of course, it is a comedy, so that ends on a happy note, but that's a lot of fun, um, a lot of fun Mel Brooks gags, so if you know his work, you're going to know exactly what you're getting into. I was going to say, I feel like a lot of talk around the show has been like talking about Mel Brooks, but I feel like it, that is an apt way to kind of let people know what they're in for because uh, another popular Mel Brooks show, The Producers, yes. mm-hmm. absolute hoot, mm. absolute killer show. And I, I, you know, I feel that way about this show. I've actually only done minimal research in this on this one because sometimes I just like to be surprised and because it's Mike, I want to give him my full, like, most <laughs> audience audienceness when I go see the show. But like, I've only listened to the soundtrack once and stuff. I think you will enjoy the surprise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All the surprises. <laughs> um, okay, and so I guess it's, it's a show all about joining the family business. Yes. Um, so it, that's a song reference of, yeah. as well. I mean, yeah, it is one of the main songs. Um, yeah, his grandfather comes back and tries to entice him into doing it, and that's yeah, part yeah. of where it draws it in. Because, um, yeah, he has absolutely no desire to get drawn into that. He believes in pure science, not this weird, wacky craziness of, yeah, reanimating tissue. No, it's not possible. I just think it's it's a really nice angle because obviously, like Frankenstein, it's a classic story. There's been many kind of renditions and adaptations of you know Mary Shelley's original novel, and so I'm glad that throughout time we've ended up with a like comedy a, musical, a, a very you comedic know? version. Yes, it's it's. I, I feel like it's a refreshing take. Well, it's also nice because while we all we all know what the monster is in the original story, mm. it's always seen as the monster is definitely a monster. Yeah. What he does here is actually give character to the monster, mm. and there is you see some ups and downs, and uh, there's a kind of an evolution as well, which is a fresh take that you don't often get with all the other stories. Definitely, and I do want to take a moment to. I don't know if you guys have had this from you know friends and family we've been talking about the show. But everyone seems to think that the monster is Frankenstein. Well, he does seem quite monsterish. But, mm. but, but yes, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and even with the original story, it's like it's Dr. Frankenstein. The monster isn't Frankenstein. Yes, Frankenstein it, makes the monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Nah, it's a very common misconception. And, well, it works. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know why, yeah. But it's, it's similar to, um, I'm going way off topic, but like the video game Zelda. Everyone thinks the main mm. character who you play as Link is called Zelda because the game is called Zelda, but Zelda is the actual name of the princess. Mm-hmm. And so I, I guess I'm just saying this so that if people go to the show and realize that Frankenstein, when they're referring to Frankenstein, isn't the monster, people aren't going to be like, what? No, Frankenstein I think is... it will be unmistakable once they watch the show. Fair, <laughs> fair. If you guys are doing your um, 
job right, which I have no doubt. You um, cannot mistake the monster in no. it. No, <laughs> not <laughs> at all. Who's playing your monster? Sam Armstrong. Oh, yes, friend of the show, actually. What did I, I had Sam on, oh, what was he? I think he was doing a playbox show, The Fight Before Christmas. That might have been it. I'm sorry, Sam, if I'm misremembering what you're on, that's the ticket <laughs> for, but lovely. He's very committed as the monster. Was, it's quite awesome. I'm actually very much looking forward to see that because he's such a lovely guy. Yes. I can't imagine him being scary at all. Well, he's also very tall, and I'm yeah. on the shorter side of things, so actually really works well in that height dynamics. You yeah. can never mistake him for anyone other than the monster. Appreciating the level of honesty on radio because, like, no one can see you right now, Michael. So no one had to know. No I'm one. always used to being in the front, and it's not to the not the diva in me. I'm always in the front and center because I'm shorter. Everyone else is taller than me usually. It's not the diva in you, but who are you playing in the show? Um, <laughs> Frederick Frankenstein, the lead. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the diva. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just we just got to lay that out. Um, and then uh, Alice, who are you portraying? Oh, the other diva. The other <laughs> diva. <laughs> I pray, play Frau Blucher, the housekeeper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but she doesn't seem to do many domestic duties in her housekeeping role. I was going to say, did you have to, like, clean the audition room or something <laughs> as part of it to serve her up Not for sure it? I'm not sure I would have put myself forward for actual cleaning. Okay. Yeah. Well, but you put yourself forward for the comedy, I trust. I did. I'm loving the comedy. Okay. Mm. Well, I want to touch on this more, but I feel like we've been talking about the show enough that I should play a cheeky song. Um, and this track comes highly recommended uh, to me by uh, Mike Williams, in fact. It's uh, Join the Family Business, which, uh, do you get to sing this one? I, it's, no, I'm on stage during this number, okay. but it is actually sung to me. To you. Yes. Apologies. Okay. Well. I get to sing because when I'm not on stage, I, I get to do vocal backing, okay. mm -hmm. which is fun. Are you going to do some BVs while we play this one? <laughs> Will it be live on air? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, no. We'll just do it for us while the song's playing. Totally. <laughs> We've been the pride of Romania since 1201. Passed on for generations, father to son. Descended from gypsies, as proud as we can be. Don't risk my curse, it could be worse. Embrace your family tree. Join the family business. Learn the family trade. Make yourself a monster. Make the world afraid. Join the family business. You must take the family name. Follow in our footsteps and you'll win eternal fame. The Ropefords are celebrated for their Roper cheese. The Rothschilds are famous for their wines. Hershey's have their chocolates and Lipton's have their teas. When it comes to making monsters, you can't beat the Frankensteins. Join the family business, rather brave or two. Stop the shop from closing, it all depends on you. Uphold the family honor, you must toe the family line. Join the family business, join the family business, join the family business, for your name is Frankenstein. Meet your family! <laughs> Great-great-grandfather Mordecai Join the family business, boy, if you don't want to die As you know, predestination from the day of your creation Has determined your vocation, that's a fact Because you are a Frankenstein You have no choice, you can't declare 
Schwein. Schön zum Schwein. Ist ein Tisch ein Free FM 89.0, independent community media. That was a join the family business from uh, Mel Brooks's Young Frankenstein. And I've got two young Frankensteinians. <laughs> Let's not make that happen. I tried. Um, I've got two cast members from the show, which uh, Hamilton Musical Theatre have opening at Riverley Theatre next week on the 13th of May, running right through to the 27th. There is a matinee on the 14th, and tickets are available at iTicket right now and um like r16 was what we were saying in i think it says 15 plus but i don't think it's strict i think it's a recommendation yeah because it's just a bit raunchy there aren't like swears or anything it's not swearing it's it's only really mildly raunchy okay it's a lot of underlying humor it's a lot of the comedic timing how something is said and interpreted or not interpreted is a lot of the humor I would feel like this is the sort of show where it's like there'll be jokes that'll just go over kids' heads. I but think then the right. mums and the dads will be like, <laughs> you I know? think you're absolutely right there. Yeah. Um, okay. And so uh, before we break for that, broke for that song, I was asking you guys who you were playing. Um, Alice, you're an unenthusiastic housekeeper. Well, I'm only unenthusiastic <laughs> in the first. Entry. Okay. I'm not an. I'm. I'm not uh, um, unenthusiastic after that. And yeah. I think um, 
Frau Blocher might seem quite straight-laced at first. Okay. But wait and see. She's They're, not always so straight-laced. I, I believe that coming <laughs> from you, to be honest. Um, and then, Michael, you're, you're the lead. Yes, Frederick Frankenstein. Like... I, I mean, how many... I, do you have to say your own character's name on stage? Because that's a bit of a mouthful. Like, I, I'm not going to try and say it. I have to... Well, I don't have to say it. I actually correct it. Okay. Everyone calls me Frankenstein, and no, yeah. it's Frankenstein. 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 Okay. Yes. Um, that's a nice gag. I enjoy that. Nice work, Mel Brooks. Um, <laughs> got, got to give them the shout-out. And um, so, obviously, the show, like... It's a bit silly, but like in a fun way. It's a comedy. And I I guess I want to ask, do your rehearsals get a bit raunchy? Do they get a bit like, is everyone just having a laugh? There's a lot of fun and laughing at rehearsals. Yeah, there are certain moments, especially when we're pulling some of the scenes together with people who weren't like in the ensemble and they're coming in joining for the other little bits and mm. they're hearing some of the, what we're doing for the first time. And it's not even just hearing. Sometimes it's what we're doing and mm. seeing it. So seeing someone do a certain action, even though you know what line is, yeah. it can completely take you out. And it, sometimes it's even hard to really keep in character because it is just that funny. This is my thing. I'm like, are we getting in, like, corpse territory? Pun intended. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> corpse action. The, the, there's there's yes. corpse action, but potential for the other corpse ac- action, and uh, corpsing is a theatre term where you you laugh on stage, you, you come out of character. And, I mean, I feel like if I was in the show and I was deciding to be mean to my castmates, I reckon I could get really silly and make people just lose their... Oh, don't break the fourth wall. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to do that. But, no. yeah, that's one, another reason why we do rehearse, so we can get some of that out of the way. So we get can out of keep your system, yeah. our characters in line while the audience can laugh all they want. Oh, I feel like that's going to be... When you guys get your first audience in... I can't wait, actually. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, my character's quite deadpan, so yeah. that is actually hard because some of the things that my character does are hilarious, but always deadpan. Yeah, and so you've got everyone laughing at you, yes. but you still have to keep with, it With solid. me, with me. With you, and sorry. <laughs> yes, with her. With you. I'm going to laugh at you. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm staring thinking, what did you just tell me? Yeah. But, like, it's... Because I imagine, you know, as you've been getting closer to production, you've had more kind of people in the rehearsal room watching. But until you get your first audience, hopefully sold out audience, it's, it's going to be a whole nother level. And audiences seem to always laugh at things that you're not expecting no. them to laugh at. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. some places you have thought they, that you'll get laughter, you don't. It's always unexpected Exactly. when you right. get that first mm-hmm. audience in. And also, uh, the other thing is, I mean, obviously the the show's a um, comedy, but, like, I've had people on That's the Ticket when they've been doing kind of dramas and how people laugh because when they feel uncomfortable. Yes. If if it's something really serious but they just don't know how to deal with the emotion, they'll just laugh. And so, I mean, I guess even, yeah, it's a comedy, so you're going to get laughter either way. Well, we would hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing worse than crickets. No, no, no. I'm... As I say, like, um, listen to the show if you've keen. If you're keen, I've listened to it once. 
Um, Alice, off air, you were saying in that song break that the first time you listened to the show the whole way through, you were genuinely laughing out loud. I really was, and I, I wished I'd listened to the whole thing before auditioning, actually. Yeah, it was very funny. <laughs> you and guys are so honest on the show, eh? You didn't, you didn't, your director and your castmates are potentially listening, and you've just admitted that you hadn't listened to the whole thing before No, you no, no, well, the important bits I did. You listened to your song, I assume? Mm, yes. <laughs> Yes, yes. Oh, um, this is incredible. But, um, oh gosh, the character of Elizabeth, who plays Frederick Fran- Frankenstein's fiancé, yeah. I think every time I ever hear her song, I'm just laughing. Who's playing her? Catherine. Catherine Harris. Harris. Oh, yes, Catherine yes. Harris. she's great. She was, I saw her in Blood she was awesome she was in Blind Very, Brothers. very good. Oh, yes. this is going to be the other side of the coin from that, then, I yeah, imagine. There's some amazing people in the show. It's really cool. It, and it really is a fun cast. cast. And I think everyone really fits their character. It's not entirely just copy our character and personalities on stage, but we mm. really do in, embody each of our characters. Like, it's hard to see anyone who plays someone else. Yeah. But that being said, you guys do have understudies, right? We do. Yes. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but all your understudies get get a show. Yes, they get, they I get think a performance. it's really exciting to yeah. have it done that way. Yeah. Yeah. Normally, um, well, pre-COVID, everything was very much. You had your main cast. You might have someone kind of ready to go just in case something yeah. happened. But more the professional, larger companies, community theaters wouldn't worry about that. Yeah. But then when things happen where you had people falling sick or having to cancel things that really drew the attention to needing someone to step in if mm. someone has something hurt, not just an injury, but an illness. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so that's really developed the need for an understudy, even in that community level. And I'm really glad that they've all got a show because it's a lot of work for them to do to prep a whole role if they don't actually get to perform it and they all do and they're all amazing totally did, did you guys work with your understudies yes yes uh, yeah. yes yeah it's, they were they've um we've done rehearsals they've learned it usually right beside us and mm. then like we'll we'll go and do our blocking and then they'll take a turn doing it um when we're doing the run-throughs we've gotten to the point where we'll do one night and then they'll do another night it's very collaborative and what's awesome is how supportive each of us are of yeah. each other um, That's awesome. Because sometimes it's hard to see somebody stepping up and doing the role that you're doing mm. and for them as well. But everybody but is... Sometimes it also so can supportive. give us that little tidbit to say, oh, that's how you're saying that line. I kind of yeah. like it like mm. that. So you, you can kind of bounce and forth. Yes. Normally you don't get that chance because you're no. that role. Yeah. You decide what it is. But seeing someone else make an attempt at what it, they bring it can to change it. things mm. around and make you think and realize, okay, maybe we can change this. And it's both back and forth collaboration. Mm. That's awesome. Uh, mahi pai to your understudies and um, to your whole cast. Um, like I really taught Tuku, Alice, what you're saying about it being a collaborative environment. I think that's really awesome. It sounds really cool and agree that it's so great that your understudies, after putting all this work, do actually get to go on. Well, they're in the ensemble. Oh, so, yeah, 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 they're yeah. in the ensemble. No, but go and on in, in, in the in role. The actual role. Yeah. Such a neat opportunity and for them. I feel like it must be nice because, you know, as an understudy, you're kind of prepared to go on in worst case scenario. To So to go on in a like chill case scenario, I feel yes. like it's, it's, it's better for them. And, and also, they can get all their nearest and dearest to come to their yeah, performance yeah. Mm-hmm. rather than doing a last minute sub in. Yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. prepare in that way. Exactly with right. And mm. um, when your guys' understudies are on, 
Are you guys elsewhere in the show, or do you just get a night off? We have we are not in at all because the, okay. the theory is if so, they would go on if something would happen to us. Yeah, yeah. So you yeah. wouldn't want to put us in. Although with them being the understudies, they're cast in other ensemble or smaller yeah, yeah. roles, so they can step up, and then other people would fill in as needed. Okay. Yeah. So does that mean you you guys potentially can go and watch the show? Yes. I'm keen. You never <laughs> get to what, see yeah, yeah, You I'm never doing. get to see the show you're <laughs> no. in. You're the only person who doesn't get to see <laughs> it. <laughs> Or if you do, you see it like cut off because you're in the wings and you can only yes, see like a small sliver. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You can't possibly see everything. Oh, yes. that's awesome. And um, I guess more questions about people involved in the show. Uh, I've already alluded to how a friend of That's the Ticket, Mike Williams, is one of the directors of Young Frankenstein. But uh, he's actually co-directing with mm. someone, isn't John he? John T. John T. Yeah, John T. Climb um, <laughs> as I mispronounce yeah. it, sorry. No, it's really great having them both as a team directing. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, I quite like the idea of co-directing. I feel like, because it's, it's quite a lot to bear, you know, and I feel like it's nice, similar to you guys working with your understudies, to have someone to bounce stuff off and to work collaboratively collaboratively with you know it can be a challenge because i've i've have co-directed before as well and you really have to determine usually what part you're doing yeah yeah, yeah. has done a lot of the blocking and that kind of overall Mm. vision where mike has really drive driven into that character development and how we're bringing the characters to life on stage Mm. and by pairing those two together even though they're really kind of almost separate aspects yeah it brings the show to a whole nother level yes Mm -mm. Well, I can't wait to see it for myself. But um, who's, who have you got on as your musical director? Oh, Julia McIntyre. Oh, yes. So she's a fantastic musician, yeah. and that's really good. And we have Amelia Jennings as the choreographer. Oh, yes, friend of the show. What did I have Amelia on? I think it was for Saturday Night Fever. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Possibly. Last year. Yeah, yeah, I had her and um, Deanna on the show. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, Amelia's good. Uh, I don't know. Oh, I'm going to say it anyway. It might be spoilery, but I believe there's a tap number. Yes. So love the tap number. (laughs) There's a huge... I mean, again, going back to what the film is, uh, there are certain moments from the film that are put onto stage, and yes, Mm. putting on the Ritz with the monster is an iconic moment, and it ends up on stage becoming a huge whole ensemble tap number. Right. So Amelia had the fun job of getting everyone on stage to tap. Because... did, did, had everyone tapped? No. No. Okay, so everyone can now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We've got some amazing dancers, but not everybody is a dancer. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. everybody has come to the party and upskilled yeah. there. She's worked really hard um, to try and get everyone to level that looks incredible. Yes, yeah, it really Even does. Some, like some are doing a bit more in certain areas than others to cater to their talents, but it still looks like one big, gigantic number and an amazing one at that. I mean, I keep hearing stuff about how it's gigantic in, in the sense that you've got, you've got quite a bit of set going on as well. The set is yeah. huge. We only just packed into the theatre on Sunday. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. The set is awesome, though. Yeah. I think my favourite is the table. Ah, the table. Simple yet effective. No, I'm sure there's more to the table. But <laughs> we got to we got to keep the secrets. <laughs> or I or I hope that you're just being really like you know down to earth and it's just like a standard table and uh, you're just really, really appreciate one it. standard dinner table or anything <laughs> like that. No, the table the table gets more set stage time, but I kind of enjoy the hay cart. 
Uh, yeah, oh, you the enjoy cart. the high cut. I think cut. that's mm. going to be a really fun moment. I'm aware of the song you're referring to, and <laughs> I can understand why you would enjoy the high cut. <laughs> Or at least um, your character will enjoy the hay cart. Well, maybe not initially. <laughs> oh, I feel like we're getting out of a safe radio space, guys. Oh, let's keep back to putting on the Ritz. Um, I guess my last question about that number. Are you guys all wearing the, the shoes? Like no, the tappy shoes? not every single person. Okay. Enough that it's quite loud. <laughs> I was, well, was going to say, like, how are you going to get on and off without being like, well, it's you know? how, I mean, you, it's learning how you walk. You walk more on the balls of your mm. feet, and that avoids most of that sound. Okay. So, no, not everyone will have taps, but most of the cast mm. does, or at least some kind of a shoe that will make noise, so it yeah, still yeah, sounds yeah. similar. Okay. I'm looking forward to that. Um, <laughs> I mean, me saying, like, I have, like, a reason to have a strong opinion on tap dancing when I have never tap danced in my life and probably never will. But it's just every time it pops up in a show, I, it's it's kind of like an art form that I forget about and then it pops up in a show and I'm like, oh, that's really quite cool and they're putting in a lot of work and I'm appreciative of it, you know? Well, it really, I mean, a big tap number, even if it's just like in this show, it's only that one number, yeah. but it really stands out. It really is a show-stopping scene. Yeah, but I feel like with this show, every song's a showstopper. There are so many well, showstopping yeah, yeah, yeah. songs. That's what I keep yeah. hearing. And so many great ensemble numbers. I mm. mean, like, oh, now I'm not going to make you choose because surely your song's the most showstopping. My Alice. song's absolutely <laughs> the most. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you've got a bit of a thing about showstopping uh, songs, mate. Indeed. It's a bit of a reoccurring thing. <laughs> <laughs> I only oh. have one song. I've got to make it count. You've got to, got to get that but one it song, Laurie. quite a song. Okay. It is definitely memorable in um, many ways. Name of the song, just so people can go back and listen. He was my boyfriend. Oh, I bet he was. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, before we touch on some more stuff, I'm going to break for another song and a very important segment on that's the ticket. Uh, so it's time for Rick's pick. And basically the way this segment works is um, I have an uncle Rick and he's a big listener of music, a uh, big listener of radio. And uh, when he found out I was starting That's the Ticket here on Free FM, he was like, okay, Hannah, I'm going to give you a list and every week you can play Rick's pick. And every week I have. And um, I try to go on theme with, like, the event I'm talking about or the people. And so for this one, I've gone with Monster Mash. Because mm. I feel like it's topical. It's, yeah, that's it's, yeah, that kind of works perfectly. It's it a great fit. song. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, Monster Mash by uh, Bobby Brackett's Boris Pickett. And uh, it's an absolute banger of a track. And so I'm going to chuck this on uh, for you, Uncle Rick. So I hope you enjoy, mate. Feast. The ghouls all came from 
Monster Mash. It was a graveyard smash. It caught on in a flash. They did the Monster Mash. The zombies were having fun. The party had just begun. The guests included Wolfman, Dracula, and his son. The scene was rocking over digging sounds. He got on chains back by his playing hounds. The coffin bangers were about to arrive with their vocal group, the Crypt Kicker Five. They played the Monster Mash. It was a graveyard smash. It caught on in a flash. They played the Monster Mash. Out from his coffin, Drax's voice did ring. Seems he was troubled by just one thing. Opened the lid and shook his fist and said, "Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist?" It's now the Monster Mash. It's a graveyard smash. It's caught on in a flash. It's now the monster mash. Now everything's cool. Drags a part of the band, and my monster mash is the hit of the land. For you, the living, this mash was meant to. When you get to my door, tell them all this sent you. Then you can monster mash and do my graveyard smash. Catch on in a flash. Then you can monster mash. Ooh, easy go, you impetuous young boy. That was this week's Rick's Pick Monster Mash. Uh, very fitting, because I've been talking to uh, the lovely Alison Michael about uh, young Frankenstein. Um, and, you know, we've kind of... We've, we've talked about the show. Now I kind of want to talk talk about you guys a little bit. Mm. Um, I like to ask people about their kind of creative histories. And I think I'm going to start by telling a story that I have told Alison Michael, and now I'm going to tell everyone else. But, like, Alice, you've done a few shows. You've been around a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my kind of... When Alice was revealed as the guest I was going to have... One of the guests I was going to have today, I was talking to Mike, and I'm like, oh, Alice, her name sounds really familiar. And he's like, did you see uh, Hamilton Musical Theatre's Spam a lot a wee while ago? And I'm like, Lady of the Lake. Because you were the Lady of the Lake, right? I was. That was my first show with Hamilton Musical Theatre. And um, how many have you done since? I This is my fourth one with Hamilton Musical Theatre. Yeah. Um, yeah, I seem to have a bit of a theme of um, the diva with all the <laughs> numbers. Um, I did spam a lot, which I absolutely loved. Um, a yeah. bit of a Monty Python fan. And I did, uh, I played the wardrobe in Beauty and the Beast there. Yeah. I will say your performance was way bit wooden. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just wanted to make that joke. You yes. were great. In Have you got a joke ready about a funny thing happened on the way to the forum? Well, I played see, a Domina. Funny, a funny thing happened on the way to today's episode. I couldn't think of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So yeah, four shows. This is number four. All yeah. of them have been just fantastic. I really enjoy working at that theatre. Um, yeah. It's 
got a great feel. Everybody works so well together. And there's some really, really talented people that perform there. So, like, pre your kind of Hamilton Musical Theatre era, had you done, like, musical theatre or theatre anywhere else? Um, I Or with uh, any... One else? Yes, I my very first musical ever, I played Adult Cosette in Les Mis. Oh, nice. With um, musical theatre Rotorua. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I went and I my background is more classical singing. I have a master's in music from Waikato University. Okay. And I have done some opera work. I used to sing in competitions and a lot of concerts. This um, is making the past shows I've seen you in make a lot of sense Yes, now. So, so not really a role like Frau Blocher, which is a big <laughs> belt number. Yeah. Uh, more, more classical soprano, which is why in this show when I do the BV work, I mm. sing first soprano. Yeah. And then Frau Blocher is very low. How are you finding the belt? Ah, uh, has I it been a belt? challenge? Yes, I I feel like I'm quite lucky because not everybody can do both. Yeah, and yeah. um, yeah, it, uh, yeah, it's just a matter of of um, changing your work. focus, yeah, putting yeah, yeah. in the work. Yes. And, and I actually cheat. My daughter goes to Scott Hall for singing oh, lessons. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. And I don't go to... But I sometimes listen into the singing lessons and remind myself of some of the great techniques. <laughs> great. Okay. Well, mm. hey, I've got complete faith in you. I've never seen you bung a note yet. Oh, and gosh. I've, lucky I've, you don't... I saw you in Spamalot. <laughs> I saw you in Forum. I saw you in Beauty and the Beast. And I'm going to see you in this. Awesome. So, you know... And actually, no pressure. Um, no pressure. <laughs> no, you know, you know, every like second sentence I say is most likely a joke. Um, <laughs> but uh, I do want to be cheeky and ask, like, this is your fourth Hamilton Musical Theatre show. Do mm. you have a favourite role of the four? Out of those four, oh gosh, I probably would be the Lady of the Lake. But really? that's only because Frau Blucher hasn't actually come on yet. Yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> there's still time. Just you wait for but, Frau Blucher. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm. May I'm ready and waiting. Yeah. <laughs> Just give us a number. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, and then Michael, mm-hmm. I guess uh, before we um, started the show today, you were telling me that you've you've been around the country. Um, that is, well, and and the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So um, you've you've done have you done theatre in a few different places then? Yes, um, I mean obviously yeah, because I'm coming from the US and that's where I have my bachelor's in theatre and everything from mm. there. Plenty of shows under my belt doing that, um, and yeah, after coming down here because initially was down in Christchurch and have done a show showed with showbiz down there in Christchurch, mm. um, and then a couple others choirs and things in that nature came up here. Did Thames um, out Thames musical um, Thames Mad out there? Did Mamma Mia last year with them, mm. and then now this here in Hamilton. So, kind of traveling around, and I could say I am an international performer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, in, in a sense. Um, okay. And so you mentioned earlier that you've done the show a few times before. I've I've not been on stage in this show. Okay, but um, you've been involved. Yeah. No. For the. Uh, after I got my degree and about a few years of break away from performing, I got back into it, but I was more on the backstage side mm. in costuming and doing other things. And yeah, one thing led to another with going down that direction. And I had friends doing a production of Young Frankenstein and they needed um, a huge, life, larger than life puppet, which was done in the Broadway version. Mm. And they asked me to do it because I had built a life, larger than life dragon for Shrek for them a few months before that. 
Right. So it's, no, it's all coming out today. <clears throat> I brought that to life for them on stage, but I was too busy to be in it at the time. And then another theater company doing Young Frankenstein the following year rented that same puppet off of me. And then I used it a few other shows. It was a lovely Ghost of Christmas Past with a whole shroud and everything over it. And so, so now I came in knowing the show. Okay. And advantage, as you, as you said before. Um, a little bit. Or do you um, just find you get to certain parts in the show and then keep remembering past cues that are no longer relevant to you? No. Because um, well, the, <laughs> the last time, the, only, the other two times, I literally was, I said, here's your puppet, here's how to operate it, and yeah. I was then audience member for the rest of it. That's the dream. So, so you guys should get into that more, <laughs> and then it's just less work. Well, but there's not many shows that use puppetry and especially larger-than-life puppetry. So it's a very niche subject, even within musical theatre. Yeah, I think there's a lot of kind of brackets in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I feel like I've got the best deal. I'm not in the show. I'm not involved the show in, in the show, but, like, I'm now kind of associated because I've talked to you one time on That's <laughs> the Ticket, and my next step is to just go and see the show next week. So. Hopefully with everyone else listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, come sit by me. I'm in row E. No. <laughs> <laughs> I actually might be in row E. I'm not sure, but maybe I shouldn't reveal that on That's the Ticket. Who knows? Um, just come along. It'll be a hoot. And I guess, you know, we've been talking about how fun your guys' rehearsal process has been and how collaborative it's been. Are there any other kind of key takeaways that you've had, key learnings that you've gained on this journey? I know it's quite a meaty question. Mm. Or, like, things that you've really enjoyed working on the show. I really enjoy um, all the harmonies. Uh, The music is... yeah. You know, it's easy to say it's just a light comedic show, but the music is quite complex. Well, the overture's quite a vibe. Yes. And actually, you guys have a live band for this one. We do. I love having the live band. It's such a treat. We had our um, Zitz Probe on Mm. Sunday, so our first big get-together. Yeah. Uh, It really is a treat for me anyway, singing with a live band. Okay, so Alice has got dibs on the harmonies. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And a live band. Yeah. Yep. Ah, it really is a tough question to answer. Um, I think... The best thing I'm getting out of from it is I've done so many shows and so many roles and such, but this is my first time taking that lead aspect, mm. um, it, which is equally kind of fright- frightening because he is the only lead. Everyone is technically supporting. We're all very much an ensemble, and you always see most of the four of us, Frau, Inga, Igor, myself, together on stage, Yeah, but... There are very few moments where I'm actually not on stage, whereas yeah, at least yeah. they get time to go off and do this and that, and I'm still you there doing time stuff. Time to go off and like do some sick harmonies and stuff. Well, yeah. <laughs> and you have a huge lot of lines to learn. There, and the yeah, dialogue there's a is lot vast. to learn. So it's kind of that personal aspect of taking that next step up there. Mm. Kind of there's that concern, okay. Pull, being able to pull it off, even when, and it, I almost didn't even audition for the show. I was very last minute. Decided, well, okay, let's give it a shot, and then kind of as I re- remembered the show and dug into it more for the audition, mm. re- kind of really wanted the role, and then of course then I got the role, and I said, oh shoot, now I have to do this. Yeah. So yeah. like that whole journey has been it's been a lot of fun, but then it's a lot of ups and downs, and kind of where am I at? 
and a great cast to go alongside with it. So without them, it wouldn't be enjoyable. Oh, that's such a nice thing to say. And I mean, I'm sure your, you know, your friends in the cast can s- agree with saying that we're glad you took the plunge, <laughs> and glad that both of you, all of you, are taking the journey. Because you know, it's not um, every day that a uh, Mel Brooks banger hits Hamilton. So like, well, good on all of you. It's mm, actually the producers, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, some companies have done producers, but other than a score down in Blenheim, no one in New Zealand has done Young Frankenstein that we are aware of. Yo. So, like, and for me, that's another another thing. We are so close to Auckland and some of yeah, the larger yeah, yeah, companies, yeah. and here we are doing a show that most have only heard of the album, let alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scene. So now, if they want to come and see it, they're coming to see the show. The news, and they're coming to see me. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, uh oh. (laughs) So we have to really do a good job at this. They're not coming for you. They're coming for Alice, guys. (laughs) I mean, her number really is a showstopper. Let's keep piling that pressure on Alice. I I love this gag. It's just us having a lol, and Alice just sitting there being like, "Oh my god." Um, But I do want to say a huge thanks to you guys for joining me on the show today. I've really appreciated uh, getting the inside scoop. And um, I wish you all the broken legs in the world (laughs) for opening next week. That's fine, because we have understudies. And speaking (laughs) of the devil, I've actually already have a broken foot. (laughs) Really? No, yeah. uh, About a month ago, I was actually in another audition and, yeah, found out a few weeks afterwards that broke my foot and so it's been a cautious dancing on it. We're fine now. Okay. Yeah, tapping is great, but no, it's, I kind of think of that now, yeah, the whole break a leg. I'm like, well, I broke my foot. Does that count? Okay, so it's guaranteed <laughs> to be a success, especially yes. if all you um, listeners, uh, if you're not driving, hop on your internet-connected device and uh, go to iTicket and book your tickets. Young Frankenstein opening at Rivoli Theatre on the 13th of May. But uh, I'm going to play you guys out with a, uh, a song, which you might be sick of, but it's uh, a little number called Puddin' on the Ritz. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this isn't the um, version from your show. It's uh, Ella Fitzgerald version. Ooh. Oh, you know, lovely. Shaking it up a bit. Yeah. But um, here's a bit of Ella team. Why don't you go where fashion sits? Putting on the roots. Different types who wear a day coat, pants with stripes and cutaway coats, perfect fits. Putting on the roots. Dressed up like a million dollar trooper. Trying hard. Super duper, come let's mix where Rockefellers walk with sticks or umbrellas in their mitts. Putting on the Ritz. Dressed up 
let's mix where Rockefellers walk with sticks or umbrellas in their mix. Putting on the roots. That was uh, Ella Fitzgerald putting on the Ritz. You're listening to That's the Ticket with me, Hannah Mooney. And I've um, just had a lovely catch-up with a couple of cast members from Hamilton Musical Theatre's upcoming production of Young Frankenstein, a hit musical by Mel Brooks, who you may uh, recognise from The Producers, which is another classic comedy. But uh, Young Frankenstein is opening very soon. So if you've been listening to That's the Ticket today and you're like, oh, man, that show sounds like a good time, I cannot stress enough uh, jumping on iTicket and uh, booking your tickets. And uh, I might as well jump into uh, upcoming events, seeing as we're nearing the end of episode 136 of That's the Ticket. So, as mentioned, Young Frankenstein is running at Rivoli Theatre from the 13th to the 27th of May. Shows are at 7.30pm and there is a 2pm matinee running on Sunday the 14th of May. Tickets are available right now via iTicket. Uh, keeping up with the musical theme, the uh, Meteor have Promise and Promiscuity, a musical by Jane Austen and Penny Ashton running on Saturday the 6th of May. From 7.30pm, tickets are available right now at themeteor.co.nz. And actually, on the topic of The Meteor, I'd just like to uh, do a little PSA, if you will, on uh, volunteering. The team are always looking for volunteer rushes to help out on shows, so if you're keen to get involved, you can apply on The Meteor website or email grace at themeteor.co.nz. And then over at Clarence Street Theatre, I'm sticking with the music, uh, they've got uh, Bjorn Again, a.k.a. the world's number one ABBA show. So this is a celebration of all things ABBA and it's uh, running on the 7th of May from 8pm and tickets are available right now via Ticketek. So um, if you're keen for a sing, any of these um, events are probably right. And I do actually just want to end the show with a uh, quick shout-out and mention uh, to Hamilton Musical Theatre, a.k.a. the society that's producing Young Frankenstein. Um, they do a lot of awesome work in the community uh, down at Rivoli Theatre. Hamilton Musical Theatre, uh, Fano is forever. And similar to The Meteor, they're always looking for volunteers and they're always looking for members. So if you're keen to um, audition for a show, work on a show, wardrobe backstage or volunteer for front of house, I highly recommend uh, visiting the Hamilton Musical Theatre website, uh, hamiltonmusicaltheatre.co.nz, and um, having a look around, because there really is um, something for everyone in theatre. And uh, to cap off the show, I'm going to sign off with a, sh- with a song that I feel like is fitting, because uh, we all know I love going on theme, but it's... Uh, actually a cover of the song Creep by Scary Pockets and India Kani. And um, I guess I want to dedicate uh, the song to a friend of the show and a family member of me, Missy Mooney, because I know she loves a bit of Scary Pockets. But uh, I've been Hannah Mooney and this has been That's the Ticket and uh, I'll be back 
next week with a fresh episode talking about some of the cool creative happenings in Kirikiriroa. Matewa Etifano.
Use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.